0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here, and more. So ask yourself... What is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
1: Castles, those towering relics of the past, hold a unique position in history, standing as formidable symbols and incredible marvels, while children often indulge in whismical fantasies, imagining themselves as royalty in grand castles with majestic swords or envisioning a life of eternal happiness and ethereal realms. The truth behind these structures is far from the fairy tales, and more often than not they are closer to a nightmare. Welcome to Destination Terror, your passport to the scariest places in the world. From haunted hotels to locations of unexplained creature sightings, and now places that we only visit in our imagination. We will travel to places that will provide excitement, adventure, and horror. Today we're visiting Zvíkov Castle in the Czech Republic, one of the most important early Gothic castles in Czech lands. So if you're into travel and all things scary, listen close, and you might just discover your next exciting adventure destination, but hopefully not your final destination. Destination Terror is an EerieCast original podcast, hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to send us a suggestion or submit a story with your own experience, you can email them to carmencarrion@gmail.com at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Carmen Carrion. If you enjoy the show, please follow and rate Destination Terror on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us grow. Also, check out EerieCast.com for more scary podcasts, such as Freaky Folklore, the podcast where together we explore horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. My curiosity has always been my downfall, pushing boundaries my parents would rather I left alone. The consequences usually involved a mild reprimand from my mother, or a stern lecture from my father. Yet, on occasion, my misadventure caught the eye of the village guards, a group notorious for occasional ruthlessness, with disobedience being an offense not tolerated by the king. In this area, the guards seemed more lenient than those in other areas. My escapades unfolded in the backdrop of dilapidated structures, and the lingering stench of livestock. There wasn't much mischief for a 12-year-old to instigate, and while the guards made me rectify my misdeeds and apologize for my roguish behavior, they refrained from severe punishment, opting to send me back to my father. My parents, though concerned to a degree, weren't overly alarmed. They took comfort in the fact that their eldest son had faced similar troubles as a boy but had grown into a respectable young man. Last fall he left home to join the castle guard, sparking hope that, with a bit of luck and considerable diligence, he might one day protect the royal family, a dream my parents harbored for me as well. While their life was small and quaint, and they were happy, they wanted more for their children. The fear of the unknown outside the village boundaries always held me back. Tales of dreadful creatures lurking just beyond the safety of my home fueled my trepidation. Only last season, a man was brought in on a wagon, his chest slashed open by some large beast. Despite my father's insistence that it wasn't a place for a boy, I couldn't resist sneaking out of sight, scrambling up the nearest building to eavesdrop. The man's strained breathing, and the pallor of his face hinted at the severity of his injuries. There was a chance he might bleed out on the back of the cart if the bleeding didn't stop. But still, I couldn't tear myself away from the gruesome scene, unsure why I wasn't running home like any sensible boy. Everyone hushed. In order to hear the strained words, the man had started to speak, and quite the tail he did spin. I couldn't help but look on with awe as he said. My partner and I had delivered supplies to the castle, but we got caught in the storm shortly after we departed. The rain was fierce. We could no longer see down the path back to the castle. We realized it would be far too treacherous to return, so we sought refuge in the woods. The forest is dense, though, We thought it would provide enough shelter to ride out the storm, and for the most part it had. The storm raged for some time, but we managed. That is, until the fog set in. It was unlike any fog I'd ever seen. It had descended upon us rather quickly, filling the forest. If it hadn't been raining so hard, I would have thought it to be on fire. The fog was thick and impossible to see through, just like smoke. It it seemed to make the horses uneasy. They were wide-eyed and scared half to death. They began pawing at the ground, and their nostrils were flaring. I grabbed the rope to untie one of them, and as soon as he had his head, he reared up and pawed me right in the chest, knocking me on my ass. The damn thing ran only a few feet before he was completely engulfed by the fog. I couldn't see or hear him anymore. That's when we heard the howling, coming from the direction my horse had gone. It was unnatural. It was like a dog, but more, more feral and angrier. We weren't sure what it was, but I knew I couldn't let it get my horse. I told my partner to stand guard with the remainder of the wagon, but to yell if he saw anything. I counted my paces, hoping I would be able to find my way back. I was only ten paces from the wagon, <coughs> and it was <coughs> already disappearing. Thirty paces. I was completely surrounded I couldn't understand how the fog even formed in a rain this heavy. I didn't think it were possible. Suddenly, the rain stopped, and the roaring stopped, and it became deathly silent. The silence was pierced by a low snarl, and what I can only describe as snapping bones and ripping flesh. The fog seemed to thin ever so slightly, (coughs) just enough that I could make out a large form on the ground a few feet ahead. I took a few steps closer. It was my horse. It had been mutilated and half eaten. I bent down to see if I could determine what crazed animal had done this, but there was no trace of any track. I heard that low, feral growl coming from beside me. I was too afraid to look, but I knew I had to. I saw two glowing blood-red angry eyes piercing through the fog. I ran faster than I'd ever moved in my life. I could only hope I was going back the way I came. I ran until I tripped and fell in a muddy puddle, only It wasn't mud. It was blood. My partner lay on the ground, ripped to shreds, much like my horse had been. I rolled and tried to get to my feet when I came face to face with those glowing red eyes once more. This time, they were accompanied by sharp, bloody teeth. The creature lunged, and the last thing I remember was the sound of hooves running through the mud. A group of riders were taking advantage of the break in the storm and had stumbled upon us. They had scared away the beast. Suddenly I felt a force yanking me from the rooftop by my ankle, and I landed on the ground with a resounding thud. I braced for the impending trouble for spying despite my father's instructions. Apologies spilled out as I looked up, only to be met with a wide, boyish grin. It was my big brother, Wilk, who had pulled me down.
0: This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters, murder, mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. on iOS and Android.
1: Zvikov Castle, a revered witness to Czech medieval history, stands proudly above the confluence of the Vltava and Otava rivers, embodying centuries of architectural grandeur and strategic significance. Its origins trace back to the royal house of Premzlević, specifically during the reign of King Wenceslas I, the initial construction initiated by Wenceslas began around the year 1234 with Conrad, founder of the Lords of Genevis, serving as the burgrave of the castle. Under the subsequent role of Premsil Odekar II, the castle underwent further expansion and development, appointed by Premsil Odekar in 1250, which played a pivotal role in constructing the inner area. Including the royal palace and fortifications, Zvikov became a favored retreat for King Wenceslas I, adding to its prestige. In 1306, the castle transitioned to the ownership of Henry of Rosenberg, following the demise of the Primsel dynasty. However, it was during the reign of Charles IV that Zvikov experienced a period of extensive renovation, solidifying its place as a key royal stronghold until the completion of Karlstein Castle. Zvikov even served as a sanctuary for the crown jewels, highlighting its paramount importance during that era. The castle's prominence gradually waned as it changed hands between notable families like the Lords of Rosenberg and the Lords of Svamburg. In 1429, during the Hussite Wars, Zvikov faced a significant test when besieged by the Taborites. The Taborites, a radical faction within the Hussite movement, besieged the castle, aiming to assert their influence and challenge the Catholic nobility. Despite the intensity of the conflict, Zvikov Castle, known for its formidable fortifications, withstood the siege and remained unconquered. The resilience displayed during the historical event became part of the castle's lore, reflecting its strategic importance and robust defenses during a tumultuous period in Czech history. The Thirty Years' War A devastating conflict that ravaged Europe from 1618 to 1648 cast its long shadow over Zvikov Castle, leaving a permanent mark on its storied history. The castle became a witness to the ebb and flow of this protracted and brutal war. In the early 17th century, Zvikov Castle found itself ensnared in the broader tapestry of the conflict. The war fueled by religious and political tensions drew armies from across Europe into a maelstrom of violence that spared few regions. Zvikov, with its position on the water and historical significance, became a coveted prize for those vying for control. During the war, the castle changed hands multiple times, its walls echoing with the clash of arms and the cries of besieging armies. As various factions sought to assert dominance, Zvikov bore witness to the scars of battle, its defenses tested and its halls shaken, by the tumultuous events unfolding outside. The resilience of the castle's fortifications was put to the ultimate test during the conflict. Its strategic location made it a desirable stronghold. And as armies swept through the region, the castle faced both besiegement and occupation. The defensive capabilities that once withstood medieval sieges were now challenged by the evolving tactics and firepower of the time. In the midst of this chaos, the castle's inhabitants endured the hardships of war. The once grand halls and chambers became makeshift barracks and infirmaries, witnessing the suffering of soldiers and civilians caught in the crossfire. The castle, which had stood as a symbol of power and prestige, was now marked by the futility and devastations wrought by the war. As the war drew to a close in 1648, the castle, like much of Europe, emerged battered but resilient. The scars of the conflict remained etched into its stones, proof of the turbulent times it had weathered. The war had reshaped the political and religious landscape of Europe. The lingering spirits within the castle from that era of the war still wander within the ancient stones. As night falls over the castle, the spectral remnants of soldiers and civilians, whose lives were entangled in the horrors of war, seem to stir and cause a haunting presence. The ghostly apparitions of soldiers, who once defended the castle during the sieges of the war, traverse the castle's courtyards and ramparts. Their ghostly armor clinks softly in the silence, echoing the battles and skirmishes that unfolded within these very walls. The faint echoes of commands and the muted sounds of marching feet add a haunting cadence to the night. Within the castle's chambers, The spirits of those who sought refuge during the war find no rest. The ghostly remnants of makeshift infirmaries and hastily arranged living quarters manifest as if the emotional weight of the wounded and displaced lingers in the air still. Visitors have reported feelings of inexplicable coldness, accompanied by whispers and distant cries that speak of the anguish of a bygone era. In some areas the residual energies seem to coalesce creating pockets of heightened paranormal activity. These locations, perhaps the scenes of especially intense moments during the war, draw visitors into an immersive experience, where the veil between the past and present appears to thin. The souls of civilians, who once called Spikoff Castle a haven from the ravages of war, contribute to the spectral chorus. Their unseen presence is felt in the shadows, as if the castle's walls still harbor the memories of those who sought shelter within its protective embrace. The spirits of the war, though bound by the tragedies of their mortal lives, for those who wander through the corridors of the castle, the echoes of the Thirty Years' War linger, creating an immersive encounter with the ghostly presence of a past era. Throughout the centuries, various families took possession of Svekov Castle, including the Eggenbergs and Schwarzenbergs, the castle underwent multiple renovations, with the Schwarzenbergs undertaking extensive repairs in the 19th century after a portion of the royal palace collapsed into the river. This unfortunate incident caused irreversible damage to the castle's structural integrity. The erosion, exacerbated by the consistent flow of the Voltava River, gradually weakened the foundations of the castle, leading to the collapse of a portion of the royal palace in 1829. The new gates succumbed to the force of the elements, followed by a substantial section of the palace structure, which plunged into the river below. In response to this tragic calamity, a decision was made in 1880 to embark on an ambitious reconstruction project to restore Zvikov Castle to its former glory. The undertaking involved meticulous efforts to rebuild both the royal palace and the defensive system. The challenge was not only to recreate the lost sections, but also to ensure that their reconstructed parts seamlessly integrated with the original architecture. The reconstruction process aimed not just at repairing the damages, but also at enhancing the castle's resilience against future erosion and environmental pressures. Careful consideration was given to the choice of materials and the reconstruction utilized stones with a slightly rosy color, distinct from the original stone, making it easily distinguishable. By the end of the 19th century, the reconstruction efforts were completed and the castle emerged once again as a jewel of the czech art of fortification the revitalized castle bore testimony to the dedication and craftsmanship invested in preserving its historical significance today visitors to zvikov castle can witness the seamless blend of original medieval features and meticulously reconstructed elements the collapse and subsequent reconstruction stand as proof of the resilience of this medieval marvel, allowing future generations to appreciate both its ancient roots and the perseverance that brought it back to life after facing the erosive forces of time and nature. While the documented history of this incredible structure and how it came to be is wildly fascinating, the legends that have weaved into the castle are just as enthralling. This castle has been around for almost 789 years. That's an unfathomable amount of time to grasp that has provided us with 789 years of stories and legends of those who have walked the halls of the palace at one point in time. The castle is well known for the legend of the ghostly dog. Whispers of this ghostly canine, a guardian of the castle's secrets, have been passed down through generations, creating a feeling of both fascination and dread among those who hear its tale. According to the stories, the Spectral Hound is said to be a supernatural guardian a ghostly entity bound to the castle by an unbreakable tie, to its turbulent history. Some believe that the Hound is a manifestation of a loyal guardian spirit, while others speculate that it may be the restless soul of a faithful canine companion from centuries past. The ghostly Hound is often described as a phantom, its form obscured by the mists of time, with blood-red eyes that pierce through the darkness. Legend has it that the Hound materializes when the castle is threatened, or when significant events are about to unfold. Its mournful howls echo through the stone corridors, foretelling a sense of impending doom or guarding against malevolent forces. One popular story recounts a brave soul who, enticed by the allure of the castle's mysteries, dared to venture into its depths. As the curious explorer delved into the shadows, the spectral hound materialized. The encounter left an unforgettable mark on the witness with stories of the ghostly hound's presence becoming an unforgettable part of the castle's legend. Over the years, the legend of the ghostly hound has become entwined with the history of Zvikov Castle, adding an otherworldly dimension to its already rich tapestry. Visitors are drawn not only to the architectural marvels, but also to the ghostly allure that permeates the ancient stones. Whether one views the legend as a cautionary tale, or proof of the castle's supernatural guardianship, The Hound of Zvikov Castle remains a captivating element of its mystique. The castle, with its ancient walls echoing the whispers of centuries, harbors a treasury of supernatural tales. One particular room, nestled within the ancient stones, is rumored to be a focal point of supernatural energy. Visitors speak of strange things happening within its confines. From unexplained flickering of lights, to the sensation of an unseen presence, The history surrounding this room weaves a story of mysterious occurrences that defy explanation. While skeptics may dismiss these tales as mere folklore, the supernatural aura of Zvikov Castle remains, captivating the imagination of those who walk its age-worn halls. Whether it be the ghostly hound, spectral guardians, or the residual energy of historical events, the haunting tales of Zvikov Castle continue to weave a haunting story within its ancient walls. Today's Vikov Castle stands not only as an architectural marvel, but also as a vibrant historical attraction. Its well-preserved features, including the Ashlar Tower and chapel dating back to the 13th century, invite visitors to step into the past. Coupled with its strategic location, makes it a captivating destination for history enthusiasts and tourists alike. Open to the public. Zvikov Castle serves as living proof of the enduring legacy of Czech medieval architecture and the intriguing stories woven into its ancient stones. If ancient castles with rich history and captivating lore are your thing, this is the castle for you. Imagine a boat ride down one of the two rivers, joining onto a large landmass, protruding into seemingly nothing, and climbing the massive hill. To find this enchanting, yet eerie castle. I scrambled to my feet and threw my arms around Wilk, Relieved it was him and not the other guard on duty, Who already seemed to dislike me after just a few days, Assuming the other guards had warned him about the troublemaker I was. We chuckled together, sharing a brief moment of camaraderie. Wilk had been absent for quite a while, becoming a guard had kept him away. He told me to go home before he kicked my rear, assuring me he'd see me for dinner. And for once I actually did what I was told. Mostly. As expected, my mother was in tears that evening when my father and Wilk walked through the threshold for dinner. It felt good to feel whole again, or as whole as we could be. Over the last couple of years, three of my siblings had met their demise. My oldest sister, and youngest brother had succumbed to an unknown illness. Then my other brother, Dimitri, who had only been a year younger than Wilk, had been cut down near the stream. We still didn't know why and assumed we never would. This mill was a rare one, but a cherished one. After dinner, Wilk and my father had settled in by the fire. My father began to question Wilk. Did you learn anything else about the attack? Wilk hesitated for a moment, remembering... No more than what the man had said. I was with a group of riders hurrying through the storm. We came upon the man and found him on the ground cut open. You saw him. I've never seen anything do that kind of damage before. And then we found his partner and his horse. I can't even wrap my head around it. A few of us remained after sending the man into town to bury the other man and dispose of the horse. "'We didn't find a single track left by any animal. "'Like it was never there.' "'My father rubbed his hand down his neck and sighed heavily. "'I heard a few of the men whispering. "'I'm not sure if it's to be believed, "'but one of the men that rode in with you "'said that there had been many attacks "'similar to this near the palace, "'that they aren't documented "'and the bodies are carted to the river and thrown in.' Wilkes scoffed. "'That's not possible.' "'I think I would know if this was happening right outside of the castle.' "'Father shook his head. "'No, son. You've only just begun your journey there. "'You'll learn in time that they will hide a great many things "'if they think it would be harmful to their positions.' "'I slid in between them by the fire. "'I have a theory. Would you like to hear it?' "'Father stared at me with that annoying glare. "'He had told me to go to bed, but he didn't say when.' "'Wilk chuckled. "'You're going to get your ear cut off one day "'for listening in on conversations you weren't invited to, baby brother.' "'I waved a hand in his direction and smiled. "'I know, but I wouldn't hear so many wonderful stories "'if I wasn't so good at it.' "'Father cleared his throat. "'Well, let's hear it then,' he said, almost amused. "'Well, after you left earlier,' I stumbled upon one of the travelers that had wandered into the village a few weeks ago. Father shook his head again. He knew where this was going. I had been given strict instructions to stay far away from the man. And I had for the most part. He told me the most interesting story about the castle and its hounds. Legend has it, the castle is guarded by spirits of hounds that once patrolled the castle. "'protecting it from siege and thieves, mostly thieves. "'And if you do something to anger these spirits, "'they will rise up and rip you—' "'Father interrupted. "'Okay, Nimoy, off to bed, my son. "'Thank you for the tale.' "'I pushed up off the floor, pouting, but relented. "'I knew it was a crazy story from a crazy old man, "'but it sounded like a fun story to tell nevertheless.' The next morning came, and we had overseen sifting through the contents of the man's cart. Neither he nor his partner had survived the attack, so their belongings had to be combed through. No one knew the men, therefore they were unable to return their belongings to their family. There wasn't much in the cart and not anything of value. A few swords that were poorly made and had probably never been used for anything more than a deterrent a sack with some food items, and a blanket. I jumped out of the back of the cart and slipped in the mud on the ground, still saturated from the storm the day before. Wilkes and my father let out a hearty laugh. I picked up a handful of mud and tossed it in their direction. But something under the cart caught my eye. It was out of place. I was already muddy, so I just rolled under the cart. And there I found a small box that had been mounted to the underside. This was an unusual place to keep a box with a curious iron lock. I called up to my brother and told him what I had found. Next thing I know, Wilkes was on the ground in the mud with me, looking up at the box. He hit the locked box a few good times with the hilt of his sword, and the lock broke free. The contents left my brother with a gaping jaw as they spilled out onto the muddy ground we both stared in disbelief laying there the glimmer and shine contrasting with the muddy ground was a crown and an assortment of other jewelry pieces i had never seen such things up close i had only seen the king and queen once in my life and they weren't wearing a crown this grand I hadn't seen my brother speechless many times in our lives, but his tongue was rendered utterly useless. We gathered the hidden treasures and placed them in a bag. My father went and alerted the captain of the guard. It turns out the palace had known their jewels had been stolen. The king had chosen not to let the kingdom know that the castle wasn't as impenetrable as it seemed. As it happens, all it took were a couple of common traitors that had been let in and out of the palace walls without detection. Wilkes asked, Do you think that someone had discovered what they had done and murdered them? The man had lost a lot of blood. His story could have been his imagination playing tricks on him. The captain shook his head trying to piece it together. No man could have inflicted those wounds, let alone eaten the horse like that. An eerie old laugh rang out from behind them, The group turned to see the crazy old man sitting up against a barrel. He smiled at the group of shocked men and started to whistle a tune. Don't you know this one? It's easy. It's been around for ages. He then sang these words along with the tune he whistled. Those who steal the crown will face the wrath of the hellhound. Thank you for joining us on our journey to this Vikoff castle. Tune in next week as we discuss another terrific location. I'm Carmen Carrion. Remember, you can send me suggestions and stories of haunted places to my email, CarmenCarrion at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at CarmenCarrion. Go to ericast.com to find other terrifying podcasts such as Freaky Folklore, Also hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. Until next time, be safe out there. Until I see you at our next destination.
0: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.